It's time now for super psychologist, Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years. Welcome to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com every Sunday evening at 5 p.m. Central Time and at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And today is Sunday, June the 16th, and we are back live from beautiful Austin, Texas. And happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. Uh, We have another great program in store for you this evening. Art Mendoza of Accomplice Entertainment and producer of this program is here to make the show run as usual. And in a little while after the break, we'll be joined once again from Colorado Springs by health and wellness coach, motivational speaker, and founder of Elaine's Transitional Coaching, Elaine Nolte. And she'll be joining us this evening to discuss self-care in a stressful world and expanding our joy. It's not just about eating right and exercising. And later in the program, Melba Salazar-Lucio will be joining us from the Texas-Mexico border. Well, actually, she's in New York, but just for a trip. But she is typically on the Texas-Mexico border And she's going to tell us about Pillows of Love, a project of compassion that she and her 83-year-old mom started last summer in an effort to add some humanity into the immigration debate. And um, Melba will be filling us in on what she and her mom are doing um, in their home, crafting pillows and dolls for the children at the border. And along the way, I'll discuss one of the most powerful ways to reduce our tendency to have constant stress in our daily life. And it's something that I'm working on myself, and I think it's really important. And throughout this evening's program, we will have time to take your questions. So if you have any questions or comments for me or for either of my guests, please feel free to give a call. The toll-free number is 855 Three four five four seven two zero. That's eight five five three four five forty seven twenty. Where you can email your questions to me, and I will read them on the air. And my email address is Dr. Mara. That's D R M A R A at drmarakartel dot com. D R M A R A K A R P E L. And if you do have a question for either of my guests, please be sure to call or email while they're still on the line so they can answer your questions on this program. And you can hear this evening's program again by going to my website and the link to the podcast along with all of the website links given by my guests on the program will be posted later tonight. And you can also hear the podcast in as soon as five minutes after the show ends by going directly to blog talk radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com slash your golden years. And so to hear that podcast and to read the information, as I said on my website, you want to go to drmaracorpel.com, and that's also a good place 
for everything else. It's a one-stop shop. You can read my blog in Huffington Post and Arianna Huffington's ThriveGlobals.com. Find out about my book. Um, watch videos of guests who have been live in the studio. And also listen to all of the previous programs that we have done. Um, you can also hear all of the shows that we've done with Blog Talk Radio in the last five and a half years by going directly to blogtalkradio.com slash your golden years. Either way, all of our shows since we've been on Blog Talk Radio are still available to listen. So you can just go and, and uh, scroll through to see what's interesting for you. And also, I recommend following me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, to find out about upcoming shows, to find out whenever I post a new blog, and also any other events, book events, and other sorts of events, like interviews that I've done on other people's shows. Um, all of that is posted on my Facebook page, so be sure to follow that. And if this is the first time that you're tuning in, I'm a licensed psychologist from New York City practicing here in Austin, Texas, and also sometimes in the Rio Grande Valley of Texas. And I work with adults of all ages and have a specialty of working with seniors and caregivers and for the past few years have been evaluating veterans for PTSD. And for several of those years, until very recently, um, I had an office part-time in the wonderful Veterans Resource Center, Heroes Night Out, which is located in Cedar Park, Texas. And I can't say enough about this wonderful um, Veterans Resource. Um, It's a great center for veterans and for veterans' families. And you can find out more by going to heroesnightout.org. Do you want to contact me? Do you have any questions that you want to ask or any information that you want me to know about, please feel free to give me a call. My phone number is 512-626-6973, or you can email me at drmara at drmaracarpel.com, or you can go through my website and just click on contact. This evening's program is sponsored by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions and sponsored by Dr. Ronald DeVere, neurologist, memory specialist, and author of the book, Memory Loss, Everything You Want to Know But Forget to Ask. To make an appointment with Dr. DeVere at his memory clinic in Lake Clay, Texas, or to purchase a copy of his book, you can call him at 512-261-7909, or send him an email to rdevere, that's R-D-E-V-E-R-E, at austin.rr.com, and his book is also available on Amazon. And this evening's program is also sponsored by Storyhouse. Storyhouse gathers your stories and turns them into multimedia collections that can be shared now and for generations to come. Have Storyhouse over to conduct a private interview in your home or invite them to your next big event or a family reunion. Storyhouse, where your memories live. Find out more at yourstoryhouse.com or call 512-296-8752. Okay, we're going to take a brief break. Don't go anywhere. There will be a really brief break so we can play a couple of our sponsors' commercials. And when we come back, we'll be joined on the phone from Colorado Springs 
by health and wellness coach, motivational speaker, and founder of Elaine's Transitional Coaching, Elaine Nope. And she'll be discussing self-care in a stressful world, expanding our joy, and how it's not just about eating right and exercising. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Super psychologist Dr. Mara Carpell will be back after words from our sponsors. Worry about memory loss? Dr. Ronald DeVere, certified neurologist and director of Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders in Lakeway, has been helping those with dementia and memory loss for over 12 years. Specializing in the diagnosis, treatment, and counseling of those with memory loss and dementia, Dr. DeVere also has a book to reduce your worry and fear by knowing the fact. Memory loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. Available now on Amazon.com. Dr. Ronald DeVere, Alzheimer's disease and memory disorders center in Lakeway, and his book, Memory Loss, everything you want to know but forget to ask. For more information or to schedule an appointment, call 512-261-7909. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. And we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And now joining us once again on the phone from Colorado Springs, Elaine Nolte, health and wellness coach, motivational speaker, and founder of Elaine's Transitional Coaching. Welcome back, Elaine. Hi, Dr. Mara. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to everyone. Yes. And how are things going up there in Colorado? Kind of wild. You know, we have great mornings, and then we have the lightning and craziness in the afternoon. So our activity is kind of limited to get everything in before (laughs) 1 (laughs) o'clock. Oh, wow. Yeah, Yeah, but it's going good. Luckily, we have sunshine today. Last week, we almost blew away during the program because a big storm oh, wow. in here with tornado yeah. we found out we were under a tornado warning and got off the air <laughs> oh no so, that's crazy yeah, yeah. So, thankfully yeah it's calm so so you've been on the program a, a couple of times already and i know there's just so much to talk about so you're back and um, right. i know one of the things that I mentioned to you is that just a couple of weeks ago you posted, you know, a meme that I saw that really, like, I took it to heart. And it made me think about, like, was I doing this? You you asked in the meme, um, did you schedule in time for joy today? And I thought, wow, you know, here I am um, really pushing passion and joy and I've gotten so busy that I forgot to schedule it in for my day. <laughs> and that is so, kind of funny that we have to schedule it. But, um, you know, the word schedule and the stress is just part of our vocabulary now, you know. And, and we we tend to put down everything that we have to do. And then, as you know, most of us then take what's left over for us, which 
every day you go by and go, oh, okay, well, there's no time left. Guess I'll have to work on that tomorrow. And, mm-hmm. you know, when joy comes in, it's, it's a very broad word. And that's why I put that question out there a couple of weeks ago. It can be from giving yourself five minutes to pet your dog to, you know, FaceTiming a friend you haven't talked to in a while or, you know, doing a crossword puzzle for five minutes. And we tend to let those things blow away <laughs> because we're mm-hmm. so overscheduled. And we think that as we get into retirement or, you know, our empty nest or, you know, all these stages that we trans transition through that we're going to have more time well when I have more time I will and the funny Mm -hmm. thing is is we have all all of us have the same amount of moments in a day and we do have a choice and I run into so many people that say well no I don't have a choice and we we set ourselves up with that belief but in all actuality it's it's not really true you know and and so if we can say gosh, you know, how can I power myself up? How can I re-energize myself and not say, oh, my God, I have to plan a three-hour, you know, trip to the park or something like that, but grab those little moments of joy and happiness where it makes us feel good. You know, we, we want to be relaxed. We want to be feeling peace. We want to be living in the now, you know, all these things. And And that's where I come into hey, have you thought about having joy today? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, when I read that, I thought, wow, it made me stop and take a breath and and think about, I mean, I actually sort of had this, like, feeling of, ah, it's okay for me to have joy today. Let me, you know, spend a few minutes doing something that I just really want to do. Yeah, it, exactly. It, it makes such a big difference. Well, it um, creates more power. You know, you 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 do have more energy when you plug yourself in a little bit. When we keep depleting ourselves, then we're running on empty, literally. And you know, we can have a complete mood shift if we just do a change of state. Okay, you know, I'm not liking what I'm doing. I can't focus. Whatever. Okay, then take that time to remove yourself, even if it's walking into a different room, and you can pick up a magazine that you've been meaning to look at, or you can just get a drink of water and look out the window. You know, these simple moments of joy are like plugging something in or putting a new battery in something. And when we allow ourselves that this is okay, this is really for our health. You know, our brain Mm -hmm. needs it, our heart needs it. we then were able to grasp health in a different manner because, you know, if we allow ourselves even moments of joy during the day, it will then have a positive impact on sleep. If we have a positive sleep during the night, then we wake up more refreshed. If we wake up more refreshed, then we're more able to handle obstacles that we run into during the day. Or maybe we greet someone in a kinder tone to which then we get what we receive back is kinder, gentler. And it's, it's just kind of this wave that carries through, you know? And Mm -hmm. so when we're thinking, Oh my gosh, what did we eat? What shouldn't we eat? What should we eat? Oh my gosh, I have to exercise. I have to move. I'm supposed to do this. I'm supposed to do that. 
you know, how am I going to fit all this in? And, oh, that's when it's like, okay, we just need to kind of stop and refocus. And it can just be for a minute or two. And mm-hmm. it's, it's amazing mm-hmm. what that what that does, you know. And, and so think, you know, I encourage people to just think about, well, what is it that you really like? What What brings an automatic smile to you? You know, and can you think about that or look at that or listen to that at some time during the day, you know? And it's amazing what that simple thing can do, even telling someone thank you. Like, yeah, I've been meaning to tell someone thank you, know, thank you for showing me the, the club or that new restaurant. Okay, then take the two minutes and make that phone call. And just doing that gratitude will bring joy. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I encourage people to do. It's like, you know, what can you do today for you? And, and feel good about it because then you're going to see the, the the ramifications from it immediately. So, so let me ask you a question because, you know, I, I think I've run into this quite a bit with clients of mine. And even, you know, if I'm really in a overwhelmed state, I've felt it myself um, where people don't know what will bring them joy. So oh, do I've you have that, suggestions? You know, you'll say, what makes you happy? And they're like, I don't know. You know? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. So then you have to kind of, what, what I encourage people to do is just not really think real hard because we, we're, we're thinking too big. You know, most people say, well, gosh, if I could, you know, be on the beach in California or something like that. Okay, well, that's not going to really happen, Right. But maybe, okay, well, gosh, the beach always brings me joy. All right, well, why don't you look up a two-minute video and just watch mm-hmm. the waves for a minute? Um, why don't you, um, you know, what can you do? Maybe you listen to some music that you associate with the beach. Maybe you can, you know, there's certain small little things. Um, you know, I'll, I'll right. be a little personal. Okay, well, I like being outside. And a lot of times my schedule doesn't really allow time for being outside. But then when I look at it, I think, well, that's kind of crazy. If I can't even go outside for 10 minutes, then then something's, I'm allowing things to control me instead of me controlling everything else. Mm-hmm. And we get mm-hmm. into that mindset. And so, you know, I'll say, okay, you know, I'll look at my dog and go, okay, we're just going to go two blocks down. There's grass, there's water. I take, you know, it takes me literally two minutes to cross the street to be in that place. We stand there for five minutes. We walk back. And I've just, sometimes you kind of have to just say, I'm doing this because it's it's kind of like, hey, I have a dentist appointment today. I have a doctor appointment today. You go. And and I'll tell you, you know, six months from now, when you book that stupid dentist appointment, you're wide open. Then comes the day and 99% of us want to cancel it. I don't have time. Right. I don't have time to go right. to them. <laughs> and so if you can break it down and go, no, this is something I need. This is something necessary for me. And, and break it down into a small chunk, you know, just a very small chunk. Like, okay, maybe I can just, like I said, pet my dog. Or maybe I can just look mm-hmm. at a photograph that brings a smile. You know, we need to just be simple with this. Um, and then as we do the simple things, then we realize that, yeah, we can make time, right? Like like I, I have quite a few clients, well, I don't have time to go to the gym, but I love going to the gym. Okay, well, how can you make that happen, 
you know, I can keep a gym bag in the car all the time. And, hey, it's close to me. So instead of saying, oh, my gosh, I don't have two hours to go and, you know, work out and take a shower, yeah, no, right? And then we think tomorrow. But I encourage people, have that gym bag in the car, go to the gym, do 15 minutes of one thing that will make you feel better, go, you know, spend your face, whatever you have to do, and leave again. And it's amazing how many people have no problem doing that. Mm-hmm. And so it's breaking mm-hmm. it down into little chunks and not making it one more thing we have to do. Oh, my God, now I have to find something that I have joy with. I have no idea. Right? Right. So think exactly. Small. Think simple. Like my friend, I love her quote. She's like, start simply, but simply start. Yeah, and that's so to great. say, you know, maybe it's packing a lunch for you know, in the morning, because I know then when I grab it, I'll I'll be happy that I don't have to go out and buy lunch. You know, it's just little tiny things that we take for granted, because we tend to focus on the negative, unfortunately. And so if we try to, you know, again, focus on celebrating our successes, even if it's small, Mm -hmm. like, gosh, you know, I got to work on time. If you remind yourself maybe three or four times that, wow, I got to work on time, I'm pretty happy. It's a complete change of state, as I said, and and it it does bring joy because then you feel more in control. You feel empowered. Right. And so it's just little little things that just bring a smile to your face, you know? Yeah. You know, you reminded me when you were talking about, you know, listening to, watching a video or or looking at a picture. There are apps that you can download that, that just have sound, you know, for free. I downloaded an app that had, I love the sound of crickets at night, you know, and it's too hot here. They're like, we can't open the window now and there aren't any oh, crickets yeah. it's too hot for them. <laughs> so I just turn on, I have an app that turns on the sound of crickets at night and during the day, um, you know, I'll just spend a few minutes listening to the sound of, you know, uh, a river. Um, and that just makes me feel good. And I don't, you know, I close you my eyes it. and I imagine yeah. that I'm there. Mm-hmm. Right. Imagine that you're camping or sitting by that river or, you know, wherever. You you got it. You got it. And so, you know, when we think of the most healthy people, you know, there's lots of, th- lots of books and research on the blue zones, as we call it. You know, how do these people live so dang long and they're so in shape and they're so healthy, you know? Um, and, of course, we focus on the food and the exercise and, well, they don't have stress. Lucky them. But if you look at really what they do, they are with the people that they enjoy being with. They're they're having hmm. some playtime during the day. They do enjoy what they're cooking. They do, you know, they they're active with each other in a friendly community, right? Mm-hmm. And we tend to be so self um indulged with well it's all about me I've got this to-do list and I this is how I feel good and and all this and so another source of joy is to kind of open yourself up pick up your head you know and engage with other people there's you know billions of like-minded people and we tend to do things that 
that we have to do. It's like I, I have someone who says, well, gosh, you know, I go out with this friend every Friday, but all she does is complain, and I feel so much anxiety when I'm done. And I said, then why do you do it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like my dad would <laughs> right. say, you know, if you if your head hurts after, you know, hitting it against the wall, you might want to quit hitting it against the wall, right? And she's <laughs> like, well, because it's a tradition. We've always gone out to lunch, and she's my best friend. And, I, you know, we went through a lot of dialogue, and I, it was like, well, what does she do for you? Well, I'm there to listen to her. No, what does she do for you? Well, I'm going to feel bad if I don't see her. Okay. All right. Well, you know, this isn't about guilt and feeling bad. But what if you said, gosh, you know, I have other things that are kind of coming into my calendar. And what if we just met once a month? You know, do you think we could do that for a while? And, you know, we can change what we think we have to do. Right. And so I encourage people to go, okay, well, if you're not feeling good about what you're doing, you might want to think about what's in your control so that you can bring more joy. You know, there's that word again. It's like, well, if you Mm -hmm. had that open time, what would you do instead? You know, what, what would you envision? Or maybe you can encourage her to meet somewhere else. Or maybe, you know, you can engage in an activity which doesn't allow her to be able to talk so much, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, there's lots of things you can do. You can say, hey, instead of having lunch, why don't we go see a movie? <laughs> you know, you're still spending right. time with that person, but you don't have to bring home in in embody physically someone else's pain. Right. And we tend right. to absorb so much pain and conflict because we feel like we have to. So again, I just encourage people to maybe think about something and and that that doesn't make them feel good and how can we make them feel good more of the time rather than less of the time. And so again, we right. just start simply and, you know, pick something that hey, I could do that. I could do that for one minute. I could do that for five minutes. And then mm-hmm. feel how good that feels, you know. And and then when you start embodying how good things feel when you feel good, it's funny what kind of starts to fall away. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think you get to the point where you realize that, you know, time is precious and you don't want to waste it on things that – just make you feel bad and aren't really benefiting you or society, right? And and listening to a friend complain is not even benefiting that friend. Exactly. Exactly. You know, and it's you're, funny. You're I, just, I, go ahead. Go on. <laughs> no, I was just saying you're just supporting, uh, you know, increasing, stirring up complaints, right? So that's not beneficial. But go on what were you right. going to say right well it's funny mm-hmm. that you know in our younger years we go to sleep when we're tired we eat when we're hungry we if we don't like to hang around someone we're pretty much tell them you know I don't like you I don't want to play with you <laughs> you know but as we get older it, it's kind of like oh gosh I, I can't do that I can't say that and we're, we want to look at well really what have we engaged in that's really doing us harm? And when we think of nutrition and feeding our brains and feeding our gut and feeding our heart, 
you know, those are all significant and they all tie together. And, you know, you know when you're in an uncomfortable position because you, you take it on physically. You can feel the anxiety. You can feel the tightness. You can feel the stress. And so, again, it's just a point to be aware of that, hey, at this point in time, I really shouldn't be feeling this. I should be feeling a different emotion. I should be feeling happiness at this time. Okay, why am I not? What can I change? Um, Because we do Mm -hmm. have a lot more in our control than we than we think we do. (laughs) So, right back to the back to the beginning. Yes, you know, joy is an integral part of our health. Absolutely. And what does that mean for you and you and you? It's all unique. Um, but mm-hmm. it's something to just kind of go, hmm, you know, let me think about that for a moment. Yeah, yeah. And I and I like what you said, just even going into another room or changing the changing where you are. If you're feeling like you're uncomfortable and you're starting to go down into a negative spiral, just changing the scenery can can get you out of that negative spiral and help you to be able to find that joy. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've been, yeah. I've been, you know, reading a lot about just like letting go. And, you know, a lot of times what I've noticed is that when we get into negative thinking, um, even though we know that we're not on a good path for us, that it's not a healthy path, that we feel like somehow we have to complete the thought before we will stop thinking it. Like we have, if we're trying to yeah. figure something, yeah, like we have to complete that negative thought that we, we don't feel comfortable just stopping it in the middle. Um, but if we were to just stop it in the middle rather than going all the way to the end of that spiral, then it's much easier to get ourselves back to a better place than getting all the way to the bottom and having yeah. to bring ourselves back up. So just sometimes it's hard to make that shift, but what you were saying where you just change change the room that you're in, you know, pick up something that you wanted to read, get outside, that can actually help you to be able to disconnect from that negative spiral and get yourself back onto a path where you can actually think about what it is or, you know, really know what it is that would bring you joy if you haven't been able to figure it out. Yeah. Or what is it right now that's causing such stress and anxiety? Um, you know, what mm-hmm. is it really? Is it something that happened yesterday that's just kind of compounding and we keep dwelling on it? Or is it something, you know, that, that really is hitting us right now? So, you know, most of the time when we're complaining or moody or something like that, it's a cumulative effect. You know, it's like the old adage, you know, that's the straw that broke the camel's back. It's not that piece of straw. It's everything that he's been carrying up to that point. You know, and you mm-hmm. just, and so again, if we can, you know, just kind of give ourselves some credit for for being such amazing people, and you know, right now, okay, I'm just going to take a time out, and I'm going to listen to wave sounds, or I'm going to look at, I'm going to organize my wallet, or I'm going to look at a picture, you know, on my wall, or I'm just going to look out the window. 
a lot of times it just sweeps things into perspective immediately. It's crazy. And it actually brings a smile and it's like, okay, we can handle this. We're good. Um, And that's Mm -hmm. no matter what generation, no matter what age we are, um, you know, it's, it's just very important to kind of think of ourselves and it's not being selfish because like I said, it's such a ripple effect, you know, and, um, it's just taking a break and going, okay, I, I don't, you know, a friend of mine, he's so good. My mentor, he's like, you know, you can go to your pity party, just know when to leave. And that really resounded right. with me. And so then when you carry uh-huh. it into, you know, what's my joy, it's just finding those simple moments to go, oh, my gosh, just get a grip and I'm going to do something that, that I like to do, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, you know, and and uh, and I agree that it is not being selfish because when we're in misery, we make other people miserable as well. So yeah. if if we are feeling joyful and we're you know we're just inserting those times of joy into the day, it can completely change our whole perspective and the way that we deal with other people and and can really improve our relationships and have a positive effect on how other people feel. I agree. It's hard to frown at someone who's smiling, but it's very easy to frown at someone who's frowning. Right? Exactly. You know. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And so sometimes I just force a smile on my face because it's like, okay, I just, you know, turn this around. I'm going to smile. I'm going to think something positive and, and away we go. Yeah. Mhm, mhm, and that you know that creates resilience to those difficult situations that do come up. You know, life does have does have some situations in it that we're going to face that are difficult, and if we're having difficulty dealing with daily stresses, it's going to be much harder dealing with the bigger ones. Yeah. But even, you know, bad things, like if you're stuck in traffic, okay, then put on a radio station you really like. Don't put on the news that aggravates you while you're in that traffic. Okay, gosh, now I have to go to the grocery store after working a nine-hour day. Okay, well, maybe pick up a a lotion or pick up a bouquet of flowers for yourself, you know, or something like that so that you're making the situation something that actually, again, you have control over. You know, okay, well, I have to do this, but what can I do to benefit me in the meantime? Um, and that's that's a, that's the fun part um, to really think. Okay, well, how can I make this different? You know, some people hate curling their hair, and they do it every every morning. Okay, well, then put on a webcast or put on music, and you know, make that time beneficial for you. You know. Mhm. Mhm. So really, every day, right, think about what yeah. you can do to increase your joy. Yeah. Even a moment. And it's very even simple. For... And it's not even, yeah, and it's not extra time. It's during the time mm-hmm. that you're doing something else that you can just, wait a minute, I can insert this right now. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really taking that to heart. I'm going to be doing that. Every day thinking about, you know, I have been doing it more and more, but now I'm going to make sure to do it every day because I know it's really powerful. 
Totally. It'll make, you know, people are so interested in living longer, but you want to make those years full of life. And Mm -hmm. so these little things, you know, let's make it, let's make it this life fun, you know? And no, it's not all going to be rosy, but we can make quite a bit of what we think is negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Elaine, if people are interested in um, having you as a coach and learning more about your transitional coaching practice, um, how can they do that? I have a website. It's Elaine Nolt, and that's with an A, A-L-A-I-N-E-N-O-L-T.com. Uh, and they can also email me at elainenolt at msn.com. All right. Okay. So I will post all of that on my uh, website post about this show later this evening so people can go right there and just click on it. And, again, thank you so much for for coming on the program. I think this is a really important topic and um you know, as I said, it really struck me a couple of weeks ago that I really took it to heart that, you know, wow, well, I need you. to make more yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So well, it will. And... Yeah. Yeah. It is all about our health. So thank you again yeah. for having me on the show. And, and thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, so let's be in touch and, and I'd okay. love to have you back. All right. All right. Great. All right. All right. Have, a, mm-hmm. have a good evening. You too. All right. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. Okay. We're going to take a quick break, and we have lots more to come. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Dr. Mara's book, The Passionate Life, Creating Vitality and Joy at Any Age, is now available on Kindle and in paperback at Amazon. Don't forget to listen to Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years live from Austin, Texas, every Sunday on blogtalkradio.com. Are you or a loved one a Medicare beneficiary? Help save you and Medicare money by stopping Medicare fraud. Fraud happens when Medicare is billed for services or supplies you never receive. There are three easy things you can do to fight fraud. Review your Medicare claims for accuracy, protect your personal information, and be on the lookout for suspicious activity. For more information or to report fraud, call Medicare at 1-800-MEDICARE or your local SHIP counselor at the Area Agency on Aging at 1-800-252-9240. Please visit us on the web at www.drmaricarpel.com. All right, and we are back. If you're just joining us, this is Dr. Mara Carpell and your golden years right here on blogtalkradio.com and on drmaracarpell.com. And I really do mean that. I, I um, really took it to heart when I saw Elaine's post about, uh, you know, asking that question, have you made time for joy in your life today? And um, And I think that so many of us get, stuck into a routine, even those of us who are, are helping other people to find joy that we don't think about ourselves. And, and I know caregivers especially have that issue where we just don't think about ourselves and, and what we can do to make more joy in our lives. 
every single day. And even if it's just a few moments, even, you know, I've spoken about, uh, about laughter and the importance of laughter on this program, even spending some time watching something funny um, is, is extremely powerful. So I'm going to, I'm going to talk a little bit before our next guest comes on, but first I want to just fill you in on some news. Um, let's see, what news do we have? So if you missed, the interview that I did on um, Life Transition Radio, um, Life Transformation Radio, uh, right here on Blog Talk Radio, that was on May 29th, and you can hear that um, on my website. That that link to listen is on my website, and I will be um, interviewed next month on Texas Authors Radio. July 11th, and I will let you know um, when you can hear that link. And I think that's it for the news. All right. And again, if you haven't picked up a copy of my book, it's on Amazon. It's on my website. And this week I'll be going to South Padre Island to do a private um, talk where I'll be a keynote speaker talking about um, passion and creating a passionate life to prevent burnout for caregivers. And um, I'll let you know about other speaking engagements where it's open to the public coming up soon, hopefully. So, okay. So I wanted to talk a little bit about um, similar, you know, I think to what Elaine was talking about or a sort of a jumping off from that. And that is, you know, um, since today's Father's Day, um, I began reflecting on the lessons my own dad taught me, and some of them were lessons that were not necessarily intentional. Uh, they were by, um, I, I, you know, modeling this behavior. And one of the things that I noticed about my dad when when I was growing up in his younger years, I remember that he and my mom taught me taught me about compassion they were they were my dad was very compassionate my mom still very compassionate and really devoted a lot of time to helping other people and and really took on the pain of compassion my dad really uh, felt the pain other people's pain and that's really what compassion is right it's sharing pain literally um but I remember that he would absorb so much pain that um, it really weighted down his life that he wasn't able to release it. And he really, at times, was very heavy and in terms of his mood, and he was very serious. Um, and he would look forward to the weekends. He knew how to really enjoy living in New York City and listening, going out, he and my mom would go listen to music, live music. He loved jazz and classical music in Manhattan, and they both loved to go dancing. So they would go um, ballroom dancing and international folk dancing was a big thing. They had a lot of, it was a very social event. So, So he was able to sort of let everything go on the weekend and just really enjoy himself. But during the week, it was, you know, he he was really bogged down with this heaviness and seriousness. Um, 
And in the summer vacation, we would go up to New Hampshire and uh, New England, and he would just in really throw himself into that and really enjoy himself. Um, but, I, you know, I think that in some ways it really affected him and his health in, in terms of how um, he held on to the it, – it's a very serious – difficult balance that to be compassionate, which I think is very important to live a passionate life, to be able to feel other people's pain and to be there for them. But when we absorb it and we don't let it go and it adds on to our own pain from our own life, it can, it can really create health problems and make it difficult to experience those moments of joy like Elaine was talking about. And then I saw in my dad's later years, I would say probably for the last decade and a half of his life, when he hit, his, when he hit 80, um, he became much lighter and, and was able to still feel compassion for other people and still remained involved in what, whatever he could do at that point in his life to help anybody he knew that was, that was in pain or suffering. But he also really appreciated every moment and being alive. And, and he had a lot of gratitude and joy in every day. And I remember my dad smiled a lot more in the last, you know, 10, 15 years of his life than I had ever seen him smiling while I was growing up. And he, somehow he found that balance um, between having that compassion and helping other people and also being joyful and enjoying his life and and letting the pain go. And I think, you know, in practice, this is very difficult. And I talked about it last week that, you know, after, when I, after turning 57, I realized that I wanted to um, be able to let things go that I no longer needed to hold on to and to enjoy every moment because life is really precious. And it's not worth holding on to things that are no longer um, relevant in our lives. And even being compassionate for, with, for other people and feeling their pain, that we, if we become too bogged down with the pain and then add our own pain that we've never let go of from things that have happened to us or things that happened during the course of the day that we hold on to, then we really can't help people. We become so bogged down and so serious and negative that we are not really, we don't have the energy anymore to help other people. And we burn out. We can become pretty burnt out, um, you know, with compassion fatigue. And then we're no good to anybody. And um, one of the symptoms of compassion fatigue is becoming sort of hard-hearted where we just don't care but we only care about certain people and not other people. Um, so there, it's a very delicate balance. And it's one of the things that I plan to talk about um, when I speak to the caregivers uh, later this week. But, how, but I think it's something that we each face. And I know it's not, it's not an easy thing. 
I've been reading this book. I mentioned last time, The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer, and he talks about how to let go and how to just decide at every moment to just open our heart and be open to everything that comes into our life, everything that we experience. And when it brings up pain, to see it as a gift, to be able to um, to release it because otherwise it stays stuffed inside of us. So when the pain comes up, we can look at it, let it and then let it go. Don't hold on to it, but let it go. And um, it sounds kind of difficult, but one of the ways of doing that is by being mindful. So mindfulness meditation is pretty powerful because it teaches us how to observe our thoughts and observe our emotions without getting hooked into them and becoming part of the story. So that's really the bottom line here is that we are much bigger than our life story, the things that happen to us or even the things that we observe over the course of the day, that we are actually much bigger expanded beings than that. And there is a part of us that when we train ourselves, we can actually sit back and observe our thoughts and observe our emotions without feeling that we are those thoughts or we are those emotions. And mindfulness meditation is a way of doing that, a way of training the brain, but you can do it throughout the day by reminding yourself I'm not my story. Um, You know, I realized, uh, so I started doing this, and I realized how difficult it is to not get hooked into things. So, for example, I jammed my toe on Thursday night, and, boy, did that hurt. Oh, boy, my toe is still purple, and it goes all the way up a quarter of the way up my foot. And um, when I woke up the next morning, it was throbbing and swollen and I couldn't put my foot into a sneaker. I had been wanting to go to the gym and I couldn't go because I couldn't get my foot into the sneaker. Um, And I let it bother me um, beyond the pain. I mean, the pain is real, but the suffering part is what we choose. And I let it caused me to suffer because I created a story in my mind how terrible it was that I couldn't go to the gym that day and um, how can I do this to myself I wasn't being careful enough I tripped over a wire I should have um, watched you know more and obviously I should have watched but punishing myself and beating myself up it was going to make everything worse So I got really hooked into that story for a couple of hours. And then I remembered that I was trying to get away from getting hooked into stories like this. And I, and I laughed at myself and thought, well, this is really silly because I obviously didn't break my toe. So I'm lucky. And um, I'm able to walk. It just hurts a little. For a broken big toe is, you know, is extremely painful and people need to have a boot put on. I know I'm not there. Um, and there are other things I can do. So maybe this means that 
right now I need to go more inside of myself. And so I did yoga that didn't involve my toe rather than going to the gym. And I was able to get my foot into a sneaker the next day, and I went to the gym. I didn't walk on the treadmill. I used a bicycle, but I got to go to the gym. So it was not really a big deal at all, and it's healing. Um, But I realized from this experience how easy it is to get triggered by small things, even when you think that you're on a good path and your your heart is open and you're not getting hooked in by your story and then boom, all it takes is stubbing your toe and you're back into this cycle of negative thinking. And luckily I was able to get myself out of it within a couple of hours and I did a couple of those things that we talked about just now with Elaine. I, you know, I I changed my perspective. I listened to some relaxing music. I did a little meditation and I went outside and I focused on things that I needed to get done that I knew that I needed to get done that day. So I was able to accomplish those things and I felt good about that and I did yoga. Um, So I was able to get myself away from the story and it's really the story that pulls us into that spiral of negativity and And having compassion for other people doesn't mean that we need to get pulled into the story so deeply that we can't think about anything else and we can't function and we can't enjoy life and appreciate what we have. Um, It's, it's a balancing act, but I, it's, it's possible. And as I said, I saw my dad do it in his later years where he was able to feel compassion and also able to really appreciate life. And I think that it would, um, I think it's so much better for all of us and our health if we can do it at a younger age and not wait until we're 80 years old, but it's never too late to do it no matter our age. Um, so, you know, I'm 57 I would like to do that now and have all these years ahead of me of being more at ease and really being able to appreciate life and not be so serious and not be so heavy, be able to be lighter in life. Um, So does it mean that we don't do things to help other people? No, that it doesn't mean that it means that we do those things out of a place of joy that we have, we have compassion, we want to help those people, and we feel joyful, and we want to bring them joy in their lives as well. So if we're able to help other people, you know, our next guest on the program is doing that, and so we, that's wonderful, and that's how we bring passion into our lives, but we can do it from a place of joy. And I think the way that we can make sure to stay on track is every moment um, of, you know, every time we are triggered, every time we stub our toes or are triggered in some negative way, we can ask ourselves, is this worth giving up the joy in our lives for? Do I really want to get hooked into this story or can I, Stand back. Can I change the situation? If you know, is it possible to change it? Can I do something about it? 
without getting so hooked into the story that my life so becomes so serious and bogged down? Can I step back and be light and joyful as I do it? Do I want to allow this sub-toe or whatever it is to take away that joy in, in my life? And that's a question that we want to ask ourselves at every moment. So on that note, I want to bring on our next guest who um, is usually along the, re, the uh, Texas-Mexico border, and she is joyfully creating, uh, creating um, more joy in, in other people's lives and showing compassion for, for people who are in a difficult situation. So there's that balance of joy and compassion. And so I welcome Melba Salazar-Lucio, who's joining us to talk about Pillows of Love. Welcome, Melba. Yes. Welcome. Uh, how are you? How's everybody out there? I'm great. How are you doing? We're doing well. We're doing well. Sewing away in deep South <laughs> Texas. So thank you so much for for joining us. And um, why don't you tell us a little bit about Pillows of Love, which I think is such a wonderful uh, some, such a wonderful project that you're working on. <clears throat> about a year ago, we were uh, summoned to McAllen, Texas, which is a town that's about 60 miles west of Brownsville, Texas, where we reside. And uh, we had a lot of asylum seekers uh, over at the bus station in McAllen, Texas, many families. Uh, mm-hmm. And we wanted to, uh, we were providing backpacks, uh, toiletries, such things such as uh, toothpaste, uh, uh, granola bars, socks, uh, shoelaces, a variety of, of practical items. And um, it was a very draining, because I'm a teacher, I was off for the, uh, you're never really off though, uh, for the summer. And so I was over there spending six to eight hours a day with, along with my husband, David. <clears throat> and we started to see that, that it was, it was overwhelming. We would come home and we would, it was just so much, uh, so much suffering and so much, we were in disbelief that we were in the United States because we saw so much uh, injustice. So many things were happening in the, this was the time with mm-hmm. the separation of the, as a lot of the parents had just been reunited and some still hadn't. And so I would come home and tell my 83-year-old mom the stories that I was hearing. And she said, you know, we need to do something. We need to stand up. We need to, I said, mom, mom, what can we do? There's hundreds of people, hundreds. And she says, well, uh, what are you putting in the backpack? So we were getting donated backpacks from different churches and and friends and so she says well why don't we make pillow why don't we make a pillow but not a bed pillow like you would put on your bed to sleep but but something that would be comfortable for the children when they go in the bus and so 
Mm-hmm. So that's when Pillows of Love started. So we started uh, asking for thread, and we knew a few people that sewed and other people that had stacks of fabric that one of these days I'm going to do this. And, and they were just saying, well, I'm never going to do it, so here, here's 10 yards of fabric. And, and that's that's kind of the way we started. And uh, at this point, we're about two hundred pillows of love shy of 5,000 pillows that have gone to different parts of the United States and in Mexico as well. And I was thinking the other day, I should have asked every time we gave the pillows where they were going so that I could make a map and actually pinpoint. Now people do that sometimes when they go on vacation and they're like, I've been to this place or that place. But uh, since this is in the next two weeks will be the anniversary where we started this. Maybe I'll start doing it now. We also yeah. started about a month, no, maybe three weeks ago, we started something called Pals of Hope. And so these are actually rag dolls that we're making. And so I asked the child, would you like a pillow or would you like a doll? And majority of the children <laughs> Uh, want the dolls so and the dolls have the movable eyes and we have a little heart like right in the middle of their you know right side Mm. and uh, so those those are helpful for their long trips from the border to California or to Boston to New York we we have we have those pillows (laughs) if we could put a little we should have thought of putting a little GPS on them so we would (laughs) we could see and have a have a board light up but we feel like even though it seems like it's something very small, that for them who have nothing, they, they were majority of them are just getting out of incarceration where some of them have been there weeks, some of them months. And mm-hmm. so it's something that, that is now theirs, okay? Something that they can take with mm-hmm. them and feel, feel comfort for a few moments. Yeah. So uh, we started. Really we started to help with kids, but now uh, the adults are. We're giving them to the adults as well. So, so that's okay. what we're working and on presently. So these are mostly the 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 um, migrants who were seeking asylum and they were in detention, and now they've been approved to go on to the next step. So they go on to a sponsor somewhere else in the country. Is, is that yes, who ma'am. Those? ma'am. They've mm-hmm. been let. They've been. They've served their sentence, their time, whatever time they, they whoever it is that was in charge decided. Then they still need to wait at whoever sponsored them has has agreed not only to buy their bus ticket, or in, in a few instances there's plane tickets, but the majority of the people have bus tickets, and so they will wait. Uh, for a month, six weeks, maybe two months, until their court date. And mm-hmm. the court date is given to them somewhere near where the sponsor is so that that person is responsible to take them to the courthouse and so that they have their hearing and hopefully uh, get asylum granted so that they can actually... right live here in the United States and start their jobs and whatever they're going to do with their lives, study or whatever, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. their new life in the United States. 
So now are you also giving some of these pillows and dolls to the children who are still in Mexico waiting to with their families to come over the border to request yes, asylum? Yes, we do. We do. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's say we make 200, over the weekend we make 200 pillows. So then I divide it up and I, because we're taking breakfast, and dinner to Mexico in our little wagons, and the little wagons mm-hmm. to take the beach. And right. so daily, uh, I have uh, we have there's a group of us called Team Brownsville. So we're constantly yep. mm-hmm. texting each other and and uh, asking, okay, well there were 70 people this morning. We we saw we saw you know uh, 20 children two teenagers and so on and so forth. So so daily we have a count. So I'll know how many children are over there that need pillows or or the the pals of hope. And so yes, uh-huh. so so many of, of our pillows are in Mexico. Matamoros specifically is the name of the town across from Brownsville. Right. Right. Where we're distributing those. That's just wonderful. I mean, you know, I think it's really, it it may sound like a small thing, but it's really a really big thing. I mean, to people who are, who don't have anything and for children who are, especially children living on the street, pretty much. Yeah, they're, they're actually, yes, there, there's one tree there only. And so uh, we do have, every now and then we're able to, to cross. But we have had a hundred degree plus weather in Brownsville right now. Mm. So we, we try to to to, uh, to make them as comfortable as we can. And so there are we have set up tents, but sometimes the authorities take them down, and then we have to start all over again. And right. We'll, the very thin mattresses. We finally did get uh, four porta pots because. The people were living to where they they needed to pay four pesos to go to the restroom there at the at the bridge and and of course they don't they don't even they don't have any money to their name at all so people were right. going in the river and that's exactly what you know shouldn't happen so uh, Team Brownsville paid for four porta pots and we rented them from the Mexican side and so. People can actually go to the restroom, and you know that's another mm. item that then we mm-hmm. take for granted or we don't think about. We have water constantly, right. constantly taking them water and food, and 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 uh, trying to give them hope. The children, we take hula hoops, we take um, chalk colored chalk, so that the children have some sort of 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 uh, moments to. To get diverted from what's going on, well, there's also yeah, a group to be called children. Reforma. Yes, there's also a group called Reforma that has sent me over 200 Spanish books in the past uh, month. And as a matter of fact, I'm waiting for another shipment right now, so that the books uh, are picture books, there's young adult books, so that while the people are there, they have something to to focus on besides all the mistreatment yeah. along their journey to the to the yeah. Yeah. Yes. So so 
you know, are, are do you have other people helping you sew these pillows and dolls, or is it just you and well, your mom? Well, no, well, we have, it's whoever comes over. Or somebody comes to visit mom, okay, guess what? You're going to stuff 25 pillowcases. So <laughs> it's been, and then I have some teachers, too, that will tell me, oh, can I take, I have a sewing machine. Because uh, these nowadays, there's really not that many people that sew around us. Uh, maybe there are other places, but everybody's so busy. So I have had a couple right. Two or three teachers that take some with them, and they're retired teachers, and and they'll. I'm like, but but you need to give them to me like within 24 hours because you can't say, oh, well, I'm going to do it next week. No, we need them yesterday. Right. So I constantly right. have my trunk. You know, my trunk is ready. It's got it's got. You know, we have we have boxes of cotton that we buy. I used to buy by the bag when we started, but now we buy them. By the box is like ten pounds. You know, ten pounds usually we can make about about 120 wow. pounds, depending on uh, how much how much we stuff them. Right. Uh, so, so we 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 ask for donations. We ask for yeah, people that that have fabric sitting around the house, uh, cotton, uh, thread, any color, and generally I I have the way that I pick the fabric is is I put it up against my face. And generally, if it's cotton or if it's flannel, it'll go. Because there's all kinds of fabrics that, that are not conducive to a pillow. So those right. are the kinds of, of things that, that we utilize to, to get. And we already had a sewing machine break, but but just the next day, somebody sent me a $200 donation. So I said, guess what? We're getting a new sewing machine. Because we can't afford right. to, you know, to, have, to get this one repaired. We just get a new one. So that's, that's been very yeah. helpful. I just, yes. So We also so have some people. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go on. I have a list. I can send a list. Uh, but those basically okay. those are the three items, thread, cotton, and fabric that we need. Okay. And money. <laughs> well, some people money. would rather send money. We had some folks around February. We had some folks that were snowed in in Green Bay, and there was a group of the quilters. And what they did is they were so kind and sent us about 100 pillowcases. They just needed a sample of the size. And so they just sent us the pillowcases, and it was much cheaper for them to send us a pillowcase. And then we just stuffed it with cotton, so it worked beautifully. So yeah. strangers from different parts of the of the country have have stepped up to the plate and they want to help. They can't come to the border, but but they send their donation, and so that in turn helps us quite a bit. And then yeah, uh, all cotton. Sometimes people send us a box of cotton through the mail. It's, it's mm-hmm. really Really, ten uh, like I was telling you, and ten pounds of cotton costs about twenty four dollars and eighty eight cents, and then it's less. It's under thirty dollars uh-huh. with the taxes and all. So right, um, usually we can get it at Joanne's Fabrics, or we can get it at at uh, Hobby Lobby or Walmart or places. And every now and then they put thirty percent off. So so I I usually. On Facebook, I usually have teachers will tell me, hey, Melba, guess what? I saw they have 
such and such fabric. And so sometimes I go to Goodwill stores and they have a section for sewing and sewing notions uh-huh. and things like that. So, so that works as well too. So whatever so, we get, we make it work. So how can people send the donations to you or <laughs> contact you or get your, I mean, I'll, if you send me a list, I will post it on my uh, website on the, okay. on the post about this show. But if people want to okay. contact you directly or send you donations, yes, an, what's the yes. best way? I have an email address and I can send that to you as well. And then my okay. home address I, I can give you as well. I don't want to put okay. your home address on my website. Okay. <laughs> I don't want I, okay. that might not be well, that safe, uh, but let me tell you uh what happened in the um the interview I had with another group last week mm-hmm. is she put my the reporter put my email address. And and then okay. I started getting then I started getting responses from different parts of the country, and then they would send me. I would like to send you some money. Uh, where can I? And then so then I would give them my my mailing address, and that's okay. how it works. Okay. Previously. All right. Okay. So what's your email address in case people want to write it, it down right now? It's Melba. M E L B A dot Lucio L U C I O at T as in Tom S as in Snake C as in Cat dot E D U. Okay. E as in elephant, V as in dog, U as in umbrella. Okay. That's my word. Okay, and I will also post that on my website on the post about this show. And if people are interested, then they can contact you, and you can they can yes, communicate ma'am. with you directly. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. I, I really appreciate my mom, and I really appreciate anything that can be sent. We're going to put it to good use, and um, yeah. Later on, I can I can I can also send you uh, some some pictures, probably with with little hearts or little little emojis on the children's uh, faces. And the reason that we do that is to protect the children and the adults that are seeking asylum. But you can actually see them playing with the dolls, uh, hugging mm-hmm. their pillows, and, and so that people can see uh, where their money goes. Right. Where their money and well, their that's... donations are going. Well, that's so wonderful. I'm, uh, you know, it's such a great, thing that you're doing and it fits with what I was just speaking about before where you know having compassion and coming from a place of joy to do it because you know you're doing what you love to do at the same time as bringing joy to these children so um, yes ma'am thank you thank you so much for what you're doing and thank you for coming on the program to talk about it well thank you very much for giving us an opportunity because Without the story being told of what is really happening at the border, without radio shows and newscasts and things like that, people really don't know. People that don't live along the border 
don't know exactly what's going on, and this is what we do every day. This is a day. A day I know. I know. Offer service, help to the community, and help help your fellow man. And really, it's it's yes. not it's not about politics anymore. This is about being a human being and having a heart. And and sometimes I get emotional because I see I see the child. And I'm a grandma, and I see that could be my grandson. That could be my granddaughter. Wouldn't I want them to be as comfortable as possible? So, yeah. So that's why we do it. We're just being human beings, one from one human being to another, and compassion, and to help, yeah, and make you know make the load a little bit lighter for people that you see suffering, and. The faces that the children have when they're given a toy, you know, because it is like a toy, but it's something to hold on to, something tangible that brings comfort to them. And if we can put a smile on the child's face, then we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. When Uh, are we going to stop? When there are no more asylum seekers, that's when we'll stop. So we're not stopping anytime soon. Great. Great. Thank you for what you're doing. And I think that all of you guys and, you know, that you and your mom and, and all the team Brownsville and all of you guys are angels down there. So I think it's just a wonderful thing that you're doing. And I agree. It's about humanity. It's not about politics. So right. we need to be, we need to be human <laughs> and treat everybody yes. with, as humans. So, Thank yeah. you again, and and let's stay in touch. I know we're in touch on Facebook, and I wanna I wanna keep I wanna see you know keep up with what you guys are doing. Okay. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Thank you very much for giving us a, this window of opportunity to to help others because All it's right. like a domino effect. It's like a little wave, you know, a little pebble that you throw into the into the lake, and yep. this is. This is helpful because you're getting the word out for us. Yeah. And we can yep. do on our own. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Well, thank you very well, you much. Have a, you have a very good night. Okay. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. See you soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. So... We do not have a musician or an artist this evening, so we're going to end the show a little early. And before we go, uh, I want to let you know what's coming up next week. And again, as I said, I will post all that information on my website um, later this evening. So if you missed um, the contact information for either of the guests, you can go to my website later tonight and it'll be there. And um, next Sunday, June 23rd, we'll be back with another great show live from Austin. And Dr. Michael DeMaria, integrative psychologist, author, poet, speaker, and four-time Grammy-nominated recording artist, um, yoga meditation teacher, and author of the book, Peace Within, uh, will be joining us once again to talk about Peace Within. Also, Tailored Moment is a collaboration of love, sweat, and tears created by mother and daughter authors 
collectively known as Brianna Taylor, and they have a series of books called Tailored Moments, and it's to start conversations around um, young adults and mental health and to um, overcome the stigma of mental illness and seeking mental health treatment as a young adult. And it's poetry and very interesting stories. So they're going to be joining us next week as well. And if you want to hear this evening's program again, and as I said, get the information from the show, um, you can go to my website, drmaricarpel.com, and the podcast with all of the information will be posted later tonight. And you can also hear this program in as soon as five minutes from now by going directly to Blog Talk Radio, B-L-O-G, talkradio.com, and the podcast will be there. And you can also hear all of the previous shows on my website and at um, blogtalkradio.com. And as I mentioned earlier, follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mara Carpell, Your Golden Years, for anything new coming up. And this evening's program was produced by Accomplice Entertainment, Postal Productions, and Psyched Up Productions, and sponsored by neurologist and memory specialist, Dr. Ronald DeVere, and by Storyhouse. And special thanks to my guests, Elaine Nolt and Melba Salazar-Lucio. And of course, thank you to Art. Thank you all for listening. Have a peaceful night and inspiring week. And remember, youth has no age. Good night, everyone, and happy Father's Day. the North Town to survive. She owes so many people she stayed alive. If you get in front of her path, she will. She'll eat you alive. It's the truth. You have a little trouble with your nose. Watch it change colors like a rosy glow. If you see your face in the mirror when it's down on its side, you better hide. You'll lose your hide and I'm going to show you. guidance offered by Dr. Carpell is not intended to replace the advice of your own physician or mental health specialist. Neither Dr. Carpell, her sponsors, nor this station assumes responsibility for the misuse of any of the information given on this show.